If they lied to us about something this big, what other lies have they been telling us? Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, I'm Robin Openshaw. Welcome back to the show. Sorry, I've been on a little hiatus, but let me share with you a piece that I recently wrote um, about all the other lies that I've been exploring since I started seriously awakening in March of 2020. In March of 2020, my husband held my ponytail while I puked. The first 12 days of March, I didn't sleep more than an hour or two on any given night. My mind was so blown, struggling to comprehend what was happening and what it meant that I could not fall asleep no matter how tired I was. I know I'm not the only one. When I interviewed former Wall Streeter and MBA Leslie Mnookin earlier this year, she said that starting in March of 2020, her response was that she cried for six months and then she spent a lot of time in the fetal position before coming out of her shock and horror to, with me, get in the trenches of the freedom fight. Red pilling is like that. As you learn how much of what you thought to be true is actually lies. My husband, John, had been way down the rabbit hole, as they say, for many years. But if he ever started telling me that Black Lives Matter, BLM, is a white supremacist cover story just using Black people, or if he said that 9-11 was an inside job, I'd show my disinterest by saying something like, babe, stop. You sound like a conspiracy theorist. He isn't a guy to really push hard, and so he would just stop talking about it. I think he was almost happy, or at least he felt less alone when the pandemic lie woke me up to how many other lies we've been fed. I did not for one single second believe that suddenly and spontaneously there was this virus that meant that we had to shut down all the small businesses and that it was a good idea to send everyone home and pay them to do nothing for a year. Well, two weeks to flatten the curve that actually became more like two years to ruin your life. And every Western nation's head of state was somehow simultaneously chanting build back better while leaving us in this state of emergency for years, still even, after COVID-19 was even a real threat. I'd been tracking the story before the virus ever hit American shores. I was screaming that it was a lie on social media in February of 2020. And if you're bored, you can go fact check me on that. And then we had patient number one in America and things went from terrible to insane. The draconian rules became so utterly ridiculous that I couldn't believe that a single person was falling for them. Here's a few of the stepping stones on our collective road to lunacy. Remember when China began releasing those videos of people keeling over dead while walking down the street? Surely once COVID-19 showed up here in America, people must have figured out that it doesn't work like that, right? Then there's the fact that the inventor of the PCR, that video of Carrie, Dr. Carrie Mullis, the inventor of the polymerase chain reaction technique or PCR, explaining that the process was never meant to diagnose infectious disease or tell you if you're sick. And then, oops, he died in August of 2019, conveniently silenced a couple months before they rolled out the pandemic and then used his technology as the sole basis for countless tyrannies. Uh, I have a quote by him that says, anyone can test positive for practically anything with a PCR test. 
if you run it long enough. With PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It doesn't tell you that you're sick. Then a coordinated global media pushed the incredibly far-fetched idea that if we all just went home for two weeks and didn't leave the house, we'd be rescued from the scary virus. Actual doctors and scientists helped spread this mythology despite it's totally, uh, it's totally impossible. But incredibly, most of them, almost three years later now, are still towing the line on the whole narrative. I shook my head in disbelief as I watched the world around me swallow their lie wholesale. That if we could just extend the lockdown another eight months till an injection was rushed to us without any real safety testing, then we'd be safe and protected. Did you catch when the hundreds of virus and vaccine-related patents began coming into public view? Dr. David Martin blew the lid off that story in October of 2021 when none of us had ever heard of him. While the crimes against humanity continued to roll out, many medical and scientific professionals made valiant attempts to be heard. Though you wouldn't know it if all your news came from the boob tube, 17,000 doctors and healthcare workers signed the Great Barrington Declaration in October of 2020, calling for sane measures to reopen society while protecting the vulnerable. Sadly, the declaration and countless other attempts to shine light in dark corners made little to no difference. Every day for a year or more, I'd wake up into the new dystopia thinking to myself, today is the day that the rest of the scientists and doctors stop acting like brainwashed morons. But nope, those who did got fired and or had their credentials attacked and no competing narrative was entertained in any mainstream media outlet. So yeah, I saw this coming early on. It was also clearly a lie to me that after not sleeping for 12 days straight, obsessively watching and reading content, even David Ikes, I was willing to listen to anybody who had a theory about what the hell was actually going on here. My next question became, if they lied about this, if they orchestrated something this big all over the world, what else have they been lying about? Suddenly, I found myself wanting to talk to those conspiracy theorists who believe that 9-11 was an inside job. Turns out, 40 hours of research later, it's beyond obvious that it was. And not because I believe everything that I read on the internet. You've probably noticed I'm one of the most cynical people you know. I'm super fun at a cocktail party. Just kidding. But I did a deep dive into the 9-11 Stuff, and it really yielded cold, hard proof that I don't think that anybody could possibly avoid concluding if they actually did some research rather than just letting the media think for them that these 17 Saudis didn't just crash two airplanes into two skyscrapers and cause them to incinerate and then implode and then turn into talcum powder. Wait, there was also that building number seven, which no plane hit and it also imploded. So wearing my new awakened glasses, the January 6th insurrection story was so immediately patently fake and orchestrated, a classic false flag event, that I then also wanted to learn what really happened in Las Vegas when supposedly a lone gunman killed 59 people and injured hundreds of people from the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay. And then I wanted to learn what those people know who questioned the whole story at Sandy Hook. And yes, I'm completely aware that people really did die there and in the Las Vegas, Las Vegas shooting as well. False flag doesn't mean that nobody died. 
Then I learned about the Holodomor genocide in the Ukraine, where Stalin, in three separate events, literally murdered and starved to death 10 million Ukrainian Christians in the 1930s. And I was furious to realize how much time I spent in history classes, and I had to study a unit on the Holocaust every single year in junior high school and high school, but they grossly inflated the numbers of that genocide while nobody taught us about another genocide happening around the same time across the pond because it was a genocide of a different culture. That couldn't be possible, could it? That history teachers would just teach from the book, never protesting that their curriculum omitted an atrocity that likely killed 500% or more than the Holocaust did. They did, though. And you can red pill on the Holodomor in a 15-minute condensed documentary. You can also watch hours of documentaries about the Holodomor on YouTube. But let's just assume you want to watch the 15-minute version. I will put it in the show notes. But I met a teacher recently in one of my Facebook threads. Actually, I've met two teachers saying this who took it upon herself to add content on the Holodomor, despite it being in zero history books taught in schools. So it's a lot like how these lonely voices in science and medicine, um, some of them were messaging me in March of 2020, agreeing with me to my public statements that we were being lied to and that things didn't make sense, but they were silent at work, fearing for their jobs. So, you know, my point with the whole Holodomor thing is we had to focus exclusively on the persecution of the Jews in school, while the genocides and persecutions of Christians are irrelevant to the publishers of history books. Why? And if they're cooking the history books to indoctrinate the kids, at this point, I'll even talk to the flat earthers. And if you want to know why plenty of smart, educated people believe that the earth isn't actually round, but rather a dome with a firmament, Watch The Lost History of Earth. It's a five-hour documentary that kind of blew my mind. Um, And I'll put that link down below too. So The Lost History of Earth. In fact, I watched this five-hour documentary and then I watched another eight-hour documentary. It's not just the part about what astronomy is, which is clearly not what we've been taught, but also the part about what energy used to be. Think clean, free, abundant energy long before the 1860 to 1910 period that was right before our industrial revolution. So definitely save that video, even if you don't have time to watch it today, but be sure to note the dozens and dozens and dozens of photos of massive, gorgeous, intricate buildings all over the world where each stone was, was you know, hundreds or thousand pounds put together in ways and, and these buildings are hundreds of years old, these buildings could not be built with today's technology. And don't take my word for it. You have to watch and you have to see them just show you. It's not a thing you can just listen to. You have to actually watch this, this documentary because it is, uh, it is a drink from a fire hose, not just listening, but also just seeing the proof of what they're talking about. So like, don't talk to your normie friends about this. They won't watch or listen or consider. They'll just... If you're a public figure, run hit pieces on you, which has been another great fun thing about the last three years for me and many, many others. Or if you're not a public figure, they'll just gaslight you and stop talking to you. And so 
course, I've had plenty of that too. But if you look in mainstream media, you'll always find them when they're talking about flat earth, for instance, they'll pick out the strangest person at the flat earth conference, like living out of his car. They, they, they find the easy pickings for gaslighting. They don't interview the scientists and educated professionals and pilots who question the round earth astronomy narrative, right? So we all just come to the conclusion seeing that like, oh, they, they show us this very strange guy who lives in his car and is, you know, not necessarily the most socially gifted person. So we just assume that that's who flat earthers are because we were taught it in school. So it must be true, right? So then I was willing to start listening to the climate change denialists. <laughs> that whole narrative had always been very confusing to me since I definitely had a lot of questions. I was here in the 1980s when we were being told that our hairspray was destroying the ozone layer and punching holes in it. And then that whole thing went away. And then Al Gore was telling us right after that, that all the glaciers would melt and that all of us would drown by the eight, by the year 2020. Obviously, both of those things have turned out to be false. And of course, then when more and more people started discovering that global warming isn't really true, since many areas of the world aren't warming at all and some areas are actually cooling, so they just rebranded it as climate change. But whatever, they've practically done a 180. The point is, it's all your fault, you drivers of cars and you beef eaters. Don't you know that cows fart and cause the greenhouse effect and therefore climate change? The World Economic Forum just listed its favorite partners. Exxon Mobil is in their top 10. Okay. And Tesla isn't even on the list. So, Tesla, who has been pioneering supposedly clean energy or electric energy cars, isn't even on the World Economic Forum's list. If this is really about cleaning up the planet, how does any of that make sense? Getting to the point where if a UFO with green creatures made of jello lands in my backyard, I might not be surprised. I'm not sure if my new awake status gets me anything besides a lot of outrage and the loss of my innocence and a portion of my emotional health, but I'm just one of those people who would rather know the truth at any cost. How about you? Where do you draw the line? You listen to the 9-11 people, but not the flat earthers. So this has been a little taste of my Substack channel, which is why I've been missing in action and I'm going to share more content from it. But some of your listeners and some of your readers, if you want to subscribe to my Substack channel, then you get an email with each new piece that I write, uh, including this one. If they lied to us about something this big, what else have they lied to us about? So definitely check it out. It's robinopenshaw.substack.com. And I'll see you next time.